Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to another Mornings with the Masters, where we devote ourselves to the Lord daily with you. Good morning, you guys. We even devote ourselves to the Lord daily, even on Mother's Day. So happy first Mother's Day to Tori. Thank you. And a special happy Mother's Day to all of you who are mothers and all the mothers in your life. But uh, Tori and I are picking back up with new morning mercies, so we're just going to take it from here. Yes, y'all. Let's do it. Today's devotional says this. Never forget that what God required, you couldn't do. Christ did it for you. His grace is your hope. In some way, it is true of all of us. We want to swindle ourselves into thinking that we are righteous enough to be accepted in the eyes of God. Maybe for you it is, look how much I've given to charity. Look how hospitable I am. Look at the level of my theological knowledge. Look how often I share the gospel with others. Look at what a good marriage I have. Look how successful my business is. Look at how I've resisted pornography or adultery. Look at the fact that I homeschool my children. Look at how I never curse or swear. Look at how many short-term mission trips I've been on. Look at how consistent my personal devotions are. Look at my willingness to lead a small group. You and I tend to want to point to anything we can to prove that we are not law breakers, but law keepers. Yet the whole argument of the Bible is that if we were able to keep the law with perfection and consistency, Jesus would not have had to come. The sad reality is that alone, none of us is righteous. None of us measure up. None of us have any power whatsoever to keep the law so consistently as to achieve acceptance by a completely holy God. So it was essential that Jesus would come and live in a way that none of us could ever live, to die the death that we all deserve to die, and to rise defeating sin and death. Hope is never to be found in your performance, no matter what actions you are able to point to. Sin is your infection, and without the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, it is your demise. It is inescapable and morally debilitating, and it will lead to your death. So abandon hope in your own righteousness. Abandon the delusion that somehow you can measure up. Run to the place where hope can be found and throw yourself again today on the grace of Jesus. He did what you could never do so that you would be welcomed into the arms of a righteous God and be fully accepted, even though in reality you are anything but righteous. How can God accept you and not compromise his own righteousness? He can do this because Christ's righteousness has been credited to your moral account. Now that's amazing grace. Yeah, something really stuck with me in this devotional, and it was when the author mentioned abandon that former way of life. 
I'm paraphrasing, but it got me thinking of how many times we see that in scripture and literally all throughout scripture, even the new Testament, you learn that we are born again. We die to our old selves. We are a new creation, you know, and we see these things. And I just love the idea of like, David was a shepherd boy turned King. You look at Abraham was a moon worshiper turned father of many, you know, and you just see it again and again in through scripture. And even the prophet, it's either Elijah or Elisha. I think it's Elisha. I can't remember, Mm -hmm. but whenever another prophet approached them, you know, put the mantle on him to be the next prophet of the Lord. He burnt his his plow to to knock off his old life away from him. Mm-hmm. He abandoned his old life and walked into the new life that God has set him upon. Yeah. And us, I think we have a hard time letting go of our old habits, mm-hmm. our old lives, our old community, our old, ha- like anything. I almost said habits twice because <laughs> yeah. it's a bad habit, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think we need to do a better job of sitting down and be like, oh, okay. If I'm truly a new creation, like almost yeah. like if you go to uh, a car dealership, to buy a car and you're looking for a car are you looking for a used car you're looking for a new one well we are now a new car in christ and it sounds (laughs) weird to say that and so let's not run or have the same issues as our old car let's not bring the old car issues into the new car because god has created us to be new in christ jesus and so that's that's something that really stuck with me is like i need to abandon my old life and walk into the new life that requires me like, you know, basically burning that bridge to where I can't go back to it. And we can't leave open those uh, unhealthy relationships. You know, we can't leave open those, those unhealthy spending habits or websites. We can't just keep that door open and think that we're just, okay, I can follow Christ because Christ is not going to lead you through those doors. He's going to lead you into a new place. And so, yeah, it's just something that was on my mind. Yeah, that's so good. It just reminds me of Galatians 5.1, for it is for freedom that he has set you free. So no longer yoke yourself to the chains of slavery. And so if we truly believe that, like your shackles have been broken, Mm -hmm. that means we walk differently. Like truly think about that picture, how someone walks in prison when they are shackled with their hands shackled together and their ankles shackled together. Think about how slow they're going to get somewhere because they literally don't have full movement. They don't have full capability, right? But when those shackles are broken, when they're no longer in chains, when they're no longer in a, in a jail cell, they can run with freedom and there's like a confidence. And I think that we have to remember that without Jesus, we would all be in shackles. Like mm-hmm. truly, yeah. like our judgment is even worse than just going to prison, right? But we get to walk in the freedom that that entails, that his grace has bought for us. And it just, it reminds me of, I know this is talked about a lot, but like a courtroom, right? And this devotional is like, but look, I've done all of these good things, right? Like I don't, don't, you know, sentence me to jail. And it's like, but but Jesus comes in and we know that we're guilty, right? Like we know we're guilty, but we're like, but look at all these other good things, right? But we know we're guilty. We know that if the judge could truly see what we've done, that our sentence would be guilty. But then imagine you're sitting there knowing full well that you are guilty and you deserve the punishment And Jesus walks in the courtroom and says, I will take that punishment for her. I will take that punishment for him. 
and you just get to walk free. Wow. You just get to walk free. And it's even better, y'all. It's not just walking free on earth. We get the freedom that is heaven to look forward to. So we get to walk in the freedom from the shackles of sin here on earth, but we also get to live with an eternal perspective that we have heaven Mm. to look forward to. And if we're living in that mindset and we're living with the gratitude of what Jesus did, that's what helps us actually stop the cycles of sin that we were living in before. It's the gratitude for the fact that Jesus took our punishment for us. And so we want to take advantage of this life that we've been given because we recognize that it truly is a gift. Yeah, I love that analogy that you're using regarding the courtroom mm-hmm. because like Satan can be translated back down to accuser. Yep. And then when you imagine you're in a courtroom mm-hmm. and he's accusing you, yeah. well, our natural defense is to say, oh no, I've given this much money. Mm-hmm. I've started this podcast. I've done these yeah. things. Look at we my marriage. We want to defend ourselves. But the only defense that works is the defense of Christ and resting right. in what he has done for us. True. And so it's just so powerful to see him as our defense attorney yes. and him just paying the price for us. And right. that's what we need to live in. Exactly what you're saying. We need to live there and not on our own merits. Yeah. So good. Want to pray something out? I do. Jesus, today we come to you and we just thank you for your sacrifice. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for what you did for us so that we can walk in this freedom, so that we can have a personal relationship with the Father, so that we can pray this prayer that we are praying right now and know that God hears us that we know that we're not just praying to some God who doesn't care, but we're praying to a God that literally gave his son so that we could talk right now, so that we could have our eternity secure, so that we could worship and glorify his name, so that we could recognize what all he has done for us and walk in that freedom. Father, would you help us remember? And when that remembrance lead to revelation, would that remembrance lead to thankfulness? And from that thankfulness, God, would you help us no longer yoke ourselves back to the slavery of sin that so easily entangles us, Father? We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you've done. And we thank you for what you're doing behind the scenes that we can't see, but we know you are always up to something and that you are writing a story more beautiful than we ever could. We thank you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen, God. Amen, God. Amen, y'all. When now is that perfect time to break out the worship music, break out the journal, and continue pressing to the Lord. Yes, and y'all don't forget that you are God's masterpiece. And don't forget that we love you. We love you guys. Happy Mother's Day. Totsins. Totsins.